They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome everyone to the show today. I am very excited to share with you a special guest. And this is a guest that I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, but she went from the corporate field, you know, doing the normal things like a lot of people do in this world to being a soul teacher and healer. And I don't know if you're a healer necessarily, but definitely she's into that soul experience that we all look for, right? So let me tell you who I have today. So Vanessa Loader we have with us today is an inspirational keynote speaker, sought after expert on women's leadership, mindset, stress management, and sustainable success. Vanessa's work has been featured in Forbes, Fast Company, and Huffington Post and Glamour Magazine, among others. Her TEDx talk, How to Lean In Without Burning Out, has over 150,000 views and over 18,000 people have taken Vanessa's paid online courses and her guided meditations have been streamed over 1 million times globally. Wow, that's awesome. So Loder is an author of a forthcoming book called The Soul Solution, which is super exciting. I know she's very excited about. A guide for brilliance, overwhelmed women to quiet the noise, find their superpower, and finally feel satisfied. Releases by Sound Truth in October of 2022. So Vanessa, welcome to our show today. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. You're welcome. Well, I'm so happy to have you today because, you know, since COVID, we've had so many people that have went from this corporate and trying to make it doing something they love. And so can you take us back to your experience and share with us a little bit of kind of how you did that, how you made that transition and where you were at? Yeah, sure. Well, so I joke that I, you know, I'm a recovering perfectionist. I've been an overachiever <laughs> my entire life. I graduated from an Ivy League school, top of my class while playing division one varsity soccer because, you know, it wasn't good enough to be smart or athletic. I had to do both. <laughs> And when I graduated, I thought about joining the Peace Corps after college, which was kind of like a whisper from my soul, but I went into investment banking on Wall Street instead. So I took this very intense job and, you know, male dominated environment would work these crazy hundred hour weeks, just working around the clock. When I did get out of work, I would go drink a little too much alcohol with my girlfriends or zone out in front of bad TV. Those were kind of like my two main 
things for coping with stress for many years. And I have this work hard, play hard mentality for a really long time. I worked in private equity, got my MBA from Stanford. And then what happened was I, I was on track to be a partner at this very prestigious investment firm in Silicon Valley. Everything on paper looked great. You know, I checked all the boxes and I, yet I felt like my whole life I had climbed this ladder of you know, get good grades, be a good student, get into a good school, get a good job, get a promotion, get into grad school. And I got to the top of the ladder and was like, crap, wrong ladder. I don't have the right. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I don't, I, I felt like I followed a formula for success in life that now I've learned. And as I read about in the book has really was taught to me by culture and society. And it really didn't come from inside of me. And So I sacrificed so much of myself to achieve this success that by the time I got there, I didn't have the happiness, the joy, the playfulness, the creativity, the ease that I was longing for that I sort of assumed would come with the external success. Mm -hmm. So I had a bit of a, you know, spiritual awakening when I realized all this. And I, as, as an overachiever, I started tapping into my network, reading books, reached out to really prominent neuroscientists, healers, coaches, and started studying all kinds of alternative healing modalities, got really into mindfulness and meditation. I was trained in something called neuro-linguistic programming, which is ways to rewire your neurology to change your response to stress. I even trained in hypnosis and past lives, past life regression healing. I mean, I tried all kinds of things. And I realized that my whole life, I had been listening to my ego, my mind, and my wallet, and not my heart, my intuition, and my soul. And so that became my quest. Like I decided, well, what if I'm so unfulfilled because I've been using the wrong metrics all along? And I didn't even understand really how to follow my heart and my intuition in the beginning, but I made a commitment to do that as an experiment. And that's when my life really started to change. Wow. I, I love your whole experience because you get to that top level and you're going, oh my gosh, like I thought it would feel something different. I thought it would be something different. And here I am. And this doesn't feel right. Yeah. Yeah. We just made that shift. So I love that you reached out to multiple different healers and modalities to find out what worked for you because what works for one doesn't always work for another. So it's really good to explore that. I too have done the same thing. So I totally know where you're coming from. And you find that one that just kind of meshes with you and just works and really gets to the root of what you need. Yeah, I completely agree. There's so many doors, you know, and they're so specific and unique to the individual. And even a door might not be the right door for you today, but it might be, you know, I've bought books that sat on my shelf. And then two years later, I randomly come across it and it's exactly the book I needed at exactly the right time. So yeah. Isn't that amazing how that happens? So for other women that are going through this and they're in this same position that you were many years ago and looking for something, what was some things that you would share with them to help them kind of get out of that and, and on the right path that feels better? Because some people's okay with that path. That's where they're supposed to be. But yeah. there are others that are, that really doesn't feel good to them. Right. Well, and I would say even if it's, whether it's your career or your relationships, or maybe you want a better sense of community. I mean, there's 
there's always some area in our life where we want more, more expansion, more joy, more, you know, more goodness. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, we're here to evolve and grow and learn. And what I've found in the process is that it usually starts with awareness of what we don't want. So there's some area in our life where it's not feeling good. We feel out of alignment. Um, and you have to begin by looking at that, first of all, which a lot of us don't want to do because it's, it's, it's not what we want. So that's why many people just push through the pain. They feel lonely in their marriage, but they'll drink a lot of wine at night to escape it. Or they're really burnt out by their career, but they ignore it and keep doing emails at 10 PM. Right? We all have those things. I mean, I, I can raise my hand on all of these categories. So it starts with acknowledging, oh, like this is not okay. I am not okay. And facing that and with compassion and love and trying not to go into like a total downward spiral of hopelessness and shame. Yes. You know, and then, and then you want to bring a, an intention to change it. Okay. I'm going to set an intention that I want something different. So I, I'm going to set an intention to begin paying attention to my, um, what energizes me and makes me feel alive throughout the day. Cause I want to create a more fulfilling career. For example, you know, in the book, I talk about following what I call your energetic breadcrumbs, which are those moments of things that light you up and make you feel really alive and energized. Or it's, it's even sometimes like this little spidey sense in you goes like, Ooh, I want to learn more about that. You know, you hear about a certain book or an online class, or maybe you've wanted to try pottery, right. And you get a little energetic breadcrumb about that it's really important to pay attention to those and follow them. And that's one of the best things that will lead you through the next door for you. I totally agree with you hundred percent. And those, to me, those, I love that you call them breadcrumbs because that's exactly what it seems like. It's just this little nudge to say, Hey, you know, this is something that you're interested in, or at least you would like to explore. doesn't mean that it's going to go anywhere, but there's something telling you to, Hey, explore this. And as you say that I have always thought of doing a pottery class. So now I'm like, okay, I really need to do that. <laughs> That's funny. I really need to do that. Cause I've been thinking about it. I actually even said it the other day. I really should just find a pottery class and just do it just cause I want to explore it. I want to do it. You and know, what's so, so funny, Donna, is I don't usually ever say pottery class in the examples I use. And oh, really? <laughs> I set the intention to like open my crown chakra and be in flow and, you know, receive guidance through my intuition. It's just funny that, that coincidentally. Oh, I love it. Pottery. I love it. I love it. That is exactly what I do in my career as well is, is just open up and just be in tune for that intuition on what is needed. Yeah. And, and you're right. You hit it right on the nail. That's exactly what I was thinking. Wow. Okay. Need to do that. Left that breadcrumb many times. It's time to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we often so, dismiss our breadcrumbs because we think they're yeah. trivial, they're trivial, they're insignificant, or they're things that maybe even come so naturally and easy to us that we don't think they're special or different. Or sometimes the breadcrumbs can be so weird that your ego comes in and judges them as non-strategic or non-linear to who you think you are or what you think you should be doing. Mm -hmm. And so you go, well, that's weird. I'm not going to do that thing because that makes no sense. If I can't, you know, if we, if we can't see the cake that the breadcrumbs become, we don't want to like follow the first one. It's like, where is this all going? I'm not going to take the first step unless I know what it's going to become, or can I turn this into a profitable business? But if you want a soul-based life, it's a very emergent process. And it's about 
trusting and following the guidance as you receive it without actually having a guarantee or knowing where it's going to lead you. Yeah. And really that's how you get led to the right thing, because sometimes maybe this isn't necessarily going to be a career, but maybe it gives you something that you needed to be able to move in that direction. And sometimes it's just people that you meet. I've noticed that myself. There's just sometimes people that you just have, you know, you're supposed to meet. Yes. And so the prompting's there for, you know, other reasons as well. So I love that you're so into listening to your intuition, being able to really fulfill yourself in where you're being guided and directed to, to do, go, be whatever that is. So in your career or in your pathway that you're on right now, do you, did you see yourself really finding those crumbs and were your crumbs really like valuable, all of them, or, I mean, not yeah. that they all are, but I'm sure there was something there. So anyway, yeah. just, no, it's a great, it's a great Yes. So for me, I had decided, okay, I'm going to quit my job with nothing planned and give myself six months to follow my heart and my intuition. I don't even know what that means or how to do it, but I'm going to do that. And what happened, a couple of things happened, a couple of big breadcrumbs. One, within two weeks of quitting my job, several people reached out to me for coaching advice because they wanted to quit their jobs. (laughs) I ended up going on these like lunch meetings and coffee dates and just sharing what had been helpful to me in my process. And I would leave those meetings feeling so energized and alive. Mm-hmm. And that for me was a big breadcrumb. I was actually already, I don't know, halfway or three quarters of the way through a, cert- a certification as an executive coach, not thinking I was going to do it as a career, but just for myself, because I wanted to, because I was curious about it. Mm-hmm. And I left those meetings and was, was the first little breadcrumb of, oh, maybe I want to do some form of executive coaching or career coaching. And, and then it evolved from there. Uh, another big breadcrumb I got is I read the book, Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss, which is all about past lives and reincarnation. And this was back when I was working in finance. It was not something I'd ever spent a lot of time thinking about. Didn't think I believed in reincarnation. And that book blew my mind. And I finished it and I turned it over because I, and I saw it was written in like 19, I don't know, 70 something. And I remember thinking, I wonder what this guy's been doing since then. And this was in 2009, I Googled his name and it was in uh, September of 2009. And the first search result that came up said Brian Weiss coming to San Francisco in October. So the next month he, and I lived in San Francisco at the time and I bought a ticket and I, it was such a bright crumb. I had like goosebumps up and down my arms. I ended up going to this, you know, ballroom in a holiday Inn in downtown San Francisco, sitting in a room with 200 other strangers about to be hypnotized and taken to past lives. And I remember thinking like, what am I doing if I lost my mind? (laughs) But for me, that was a really big door into my own spiritual awakening. I ended up studying with Brian Weiss the following summer, becoming certified in hypnosis and past life regression healing. I had a very profound experience that day where I was just like sobbing and it was very emotional. Mm -hmm. Um, And that just, for me, it was a real doorway to realizing, oh, what if I'm a spiritual being having a human experience? What does it even mean to have a soul? If, if I do come back life after life, what is like, how many lives have I had? What lessons have I learned? Like I got, it led to all these other questions, um, which were more and more breadcrumbs for me. 
All right. Well, very cool. I, I like the fact that you hadn't, like you picked up this book and you read it and then that led you directly to where you needed to be or go and and then just kind of opened up this whole like experience for you you know all of us have a path that we need that we're meant to go on at least mm -hmm. i feel that way and sometimes we stop that flow don't we Yes. Do you see a lot of women that end up stopping that flow, not just women, but men too. But um, yeah, so thank you for explaining your breadcrumbs. Thank you for sharing with us kind of how yours kind of unfolded there as well, because I think that gives people an idea to say, wow, yeah, I think I've had some breadcrumbs left for me, kind of like I just did. I was like, hey, <laughs> I need to do that pottery glass. So you've now you're helping other women to be able to get out of the corporate field, uh, be able to do the things that they're desiring in their life. And you're helping these women to change that and shift that. So tell us a little bit about that and how that's working and, and how people can find out more about that. Yeah, sure. So it's not just women in the corporate world, but women in general, I would say, yeah. because mm -hmm. What I have found, I, I consider myself a feminist spiritual teacher, and I really believe that if we want to change the world, we need to reclaim our power. Um, and that really starts with trusting ourselves. You know, after coaching thousands of women for the last 10 years, I feel like underneath all of the questions and issues that they're coming to me with, underneath all of them is the fundamental question of, can I trust myself? Mm. And that's completely understandable in a culture that has invalidated and devalued the feminine for a really long time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, the, what the work I do with women and what I try to summarize in my book is a roadmap for coming home to yourself, to your inner knowing, to trusting yourself, to finding your soul, what I call your soul solution, S-O-U-L, whatever that looks like for you. And it looks so different for each woman. For, for one woman, it might be about wanting a different kind of partnership romantically for another, it could be career, another could be health, you know, but the roadmap is the same and the process and the steps to get there are the same. And so, um, you know, I have a whole kind of process I've outlined that I realized I've been through myself in my own life multiple times. And that's the other thing I used to think it was a one-shot deal. Like, oh, I quit my job in finance to do this new work I love. Like I'm done, I'm set forever. And then I went, I had started my own business and several years later I had co-founded, I had co-founded this company and we unwound the whole thing. And I went through another huge transition with the birth of each of my children. I went through major transitions. I've gone through a almost, you know, worried I might get divorced transition. There are all these moments, these big, you know, potent moments in life where we can lose ourselves, lose our way. And for me, the process that I've learned and teach in the book is the one that has gotten me through each process. And the thing is, I believe we each have the answers inside of ourselves. It's just, we've gotten so used to what we should do, people pleasing, doing what others expect of us that we've lost touch with our own voice, our own power, our own truth. So it's really about reclaiming that. Uh, and there's, I can go into more of the details of how, but you know, there's a lot of different tools and techniques, but that's kind of the, the meaty premise underneath it all. So in your book, you said you have a roadmap. And so in this roadmap, it's kind of like a step-by-step -step kind of thing to say, you know, these are the things I did that got me to where I needed to be. 
for yeah, exactly. Like, you know, start. So yeah. So it starts with, it's sort of an arc of a journey. It starts with the awareness of like acknowledging what is not okay. And then there's, you know, paying attention to your energetic breadcrumbs and what I call your soul whispers, which are those little impulses that come through. Like the ego is loud and incessant, but the soul is often like a tiny little whisper that comes in those moments of stillness you create. So I have a lot of rituals and ceremonies and suggestions for how to quiet the voice of the ego and tune into the voice of the soul instead and how to differentiate the two. Then I talk a lot about, you know, identifying your unique gifts, your superpower, which are the things that you're uniquely really suited to do that come naturally and and easily to you. Mm -hmm. And then I talk about another step in the process is shifting from that inner critic into a more wise, compassionate voice. How do you access that wise voice within to get guidance rather than the, the inner critic? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a whole bunch of steps, but, and, you know, towards the end, there's an element of surrendering and trusting the process that can be really scary for people, but that when you're doing this, this type of roadmap, as I said, it's more of an emergent process. It's not linear. It's not strategic. You're not mapping it out in advance but there's tools you can use to kind of have that sort of emergence, that, that soul-based living. Wow. Well, I'm excited for this book to come out and check out these, these, this roadmap. It sounds awesome. Your steps sound amazing. So if someone were to work with you, you just kind of guide them through those steps, kind of help them along the way and, and just help them move forward in their life. It depends. I don't do really one-on-one coaching anymore. I run a lot of group online group programs in person and women's retreats. And then I do a lot of corporate keynote speaking and workshops for corporate groups, but yeah, in the group programs, I I teach a lot of the same tools and strategies that are in the book. And a lot of those women's stories are the stories that you read about in the book, because it's one thing to describe, Oh, here's a ritual to connect with your soul. But then when you have a real story of, Hey, here's what this woman Priya did. And she, da, 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 da it can make it so much more tangible for people and inspiring. Oh yeah, for sure. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's okay. Um, So the people in the, the books, are these clients of yours that you've worked with? They are. I changed their names for anonymity. Uh Okay. I I really, really love that because there are, um, you know, stories do, they just connect with people, don't they? And when you hear a story, you can remember it a lot better than you can just somebody sharing a technique. But if you had a story with it, all of a sudden it just clicks, right? You remember it a lot better. So I love that you share stories in there. And again, your book is coming out October of this year. So not very much longer. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to, to see it and check this out. And if somebody wanted to find out more about you and see, you know, about maybe checking into your programs and things like that, how could they find you? Yeah, you can just go to my website, vanessaloder.com, Vanessa, L-O-D-E-R.com. And then if you want to buy the book, I recommend getting it through the website because we have links to everywhere you can buy it. If you want to support independent publishers or Amazon or Barnes and Noble, but then on the website, it's forward slash soul S O U L hyphen solution. And then if you buy it through that page, I have a ton of free guided meditations, visualizations, and like a, a, a free weekly planning tool video with a downloadable PDF. Cause I really want to make it easy for people to implement these tools in your daily life. I mean, most of us are 
busy and overwhelmed. So I have lots of like five minute or less <laughs> tools to help you okay. access your own soul solution. That sounds great. So tell me again, it's soul dash or under slash. It's an angled slash after yeah. Vanessa Loader.com and then soul hyphen like a horizontal hyphen right that would be a hyphen yeah we'll have these in the show notes but i just want to make sure for those of you that are listening we will have this in the show notes just wanted to clarify that one more time just to make sure just so people could thank you well you can also you can go to the website and just click on book at the top okay there you go that makes it real easy Well, and if somebody wanted to maybe have you as a speaker or things like that, they can reach out there as well. Those kind of things. All that info is on the website. Would love to come talk to your organization. I love doing keynotes and workshops. It's it's my jam. (laughs) All right. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here today, sharing your story. You probably already answered this, but I want you to just be think about it so that you can give hope to those that might be going through the same thing to go from the corporate world to where you are today, the spiritual healer speaker and helping these women. What was one thing that really shifted you to go in that right direction? Such a good question. Mm. And there's probably more than one answer. Yeah, well, the energetic breadcrumbs is probably the, what I would normally say, but it was, you know, I think for all of us, there's almost like an inner breaking point or boiling point that we like an inner threshold that we cross where we're no longer willing to put up with something, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And, and so for me, I just, I crossed that inner threshold. I remember there was this moment in the conference room looking around at these other partners and thinking, I don't really want to be a partner at a private equity firm. Like, what am I, what am I doing here? What do I want? (laughs) So it was that this inner moment of enough, enough is enough. I can't, I just, I like, I hit my wall with this. I can't, I can't go on this way anymore. And then it was almost like this inner decision was made. I will do whatever it takes to have a different experience here. And so if you're like teetering on the brink of that, like, I hope, I hope you cross over that inner threshold and you know, you make some sort of an inner decision that like, I'm not okay with this and I want something else. And for many of us, we wait until there's that expression, pain pushes until pleasure pulls. So often it's like the pain has to get great enough to motivate us to create a change in our lives. If if you're listening and you haven't hit rock bottom, maybe just decide to make the change right now. (laughs) You don't have to get to that point. That's true. That's true. I was in a past marriage and, and I think that's where I was at. It was, the pain was so great. It was like, I need to get out of this situation. It is not serving me. And I did. And when you were talking about earlier, you talked about knowing what you don't like start there. I remember thinking about, well, what do I want? And then I'm like, well, I know what I don't want. (laughs) So I go, that's exactly what I did. I started there. I'm like, okay, I don't want this. I don't want this. And what that did is open my whole universe up and created this beautiful life for myself with a wonderful man that treats me amazing and is awesome. But I don't think I could have got there had I not have explored what I really wanted in a person beforehand. I really worked on me too. I mean, it took me being the person that I wanted to attract, you know, how can I be that? So I love that you share that because it's, it's so true. 
It is so true. So again, uh, Vanessa, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for sharing your wonderful message. Thank you for bringing this book, The Soul Solution to all of us here. And again, we'll make sure and put all the links in the show notes. And thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me, Donna. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.